0: Well, uh last week was uh an awesome celebration wasn't it was that a good time? Oh, that's a weak answer Was that a good time? All right For those of you who don't know we uh, we put 400 gallons of water up here and we talked through What does it mean to thank our god for all that he's doing and we looked back and we looked forward and we looked into the present and Did some baptism celebrations and um Basically, we had 20 people baptized, 10 at each service. Just a great time to hear testimony of how God is moving in hearts and lives in this place. That's what this is all about. Celebrating what God is doing. Constantly giving him the glory. Amen. And that was going on last week. And then, yes, last week uh, in the afternoon, 2.30, we ended up gathering together to do uh, a prayer time at the property where we just dedicated that property to who God is and what's going on. This is just a quick photo of it. We had about 240 plus people that gathered together there and just a great opportunity. We broke up into groups of 15 and we moved around and prayed all over the property with a little bit of a roadmap of what to pray for at each spot. And then at the end, we gathered all together there and uh, kind of brought it together with one big corporate prayer. Great opportunity to just say, God, you are at work. You're amazing. May we lift you up and hear me. Lord, may this property just not be about the property. May it be a place where we're able to glorify your name with all we have. That's what last week was all about. A great celebration. You know, we're in the middle of a sermon series called Authentic Community. Authentic Community. What better way to have authentic community than to do some baptisms and some praying and some celebrating and some thanking god And that was a great step in taking authentic community to another level here well, so question What's the next ingredient in authentic community tim? Like what are we going to talk about next and? Well, we're going through the book of first john and so he answers that for us. In fact, he basically gives us a little bit of a Reprieve on some of the challenges he was giving us and the challenge now turns to a new statement He says I want you to be called to uh, really to holiness That's the challenge to holiness Well, how do we go after holiness? I mean as a matter of fact most of us have kind of heard that in the church and we may have even gone after it a bunch in the church and quite frankly you end up frustrated because you're not seeing victories and you're not seeing celebration and we end up getting kind of flat in our experience and all of a sudden we start questioning things and Lord how can we go after holiness in a way that fires us up shows victory in our lives and gives you glory that's what we're answering today we're going after holiness not to frustrate but a holiness that will absolutely show our God off amen all right so let's take a look at holiness an authentic community. We're going to be going through 1 John 2:28 through uh, chapter 3, 10. And we've got the ushers coming forward. They've got some Bibles in their hands. If you need a Bible, just raise your hand and they'll get one to you, okay? We're going to be walking verse by verse through this. So if you need a Bible, just raise your hand and they'll get one to you. How do I go after being holy? First point. These are a little bit longer today. I wanted to make sure you absolutely got it, all right? First point. Establish relationship. God is righteous, so be confident through abiding in him. Establish relationship. God is righteous, so be confident through abiding in him. Make sure you get those filled in. These are going to be really important points to walk through. All right. So let's just open it up here. We'll start in verse 28. He says, And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears... We may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. And now, little children. Here's that phrase again, right? We've heard it a bunch of times and we're going to hear it some more. Little children. He's saying, you who are dear to me. You whom I care for with all I have. This is another thing I want you to hear. And now, little children. Abide in him. Abide in him. What does abide mean? Well, it means to be with him it means to do life with him it means to draw your power from him to use some metaphors it means you're you're like a leaf to a tree drawing life from that tree you're like a baby to their mom dependent and drawing life from the mother the question is do you know him And the question is, are you really with him? I mean, is your moments through your day centered on, Lord, why do you have me here? And what glorifies you? Or is your day centered on, why am I here? And what glorifies me? Be careful, it's easy to fall into that trap. Lord, how may you be glorified in my life? And may I draw life from you? May I abide with you? He says, abide in him so that when he appears... Now, you're going to have to listen carefully to this phrase. You ready? So that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. First of all, when he appears, know this. Christ came. He came as sacrificial lamb. He came as the one who offered up for us a replacement payment through his shed blood. Our Savior. He came humbly. But he's coming again. And we have a king who's returning and when he appears we shall be like him I mean that's an amazing promise and what he says here is abide with him So that when he appears we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming Let's make sure we grasp what's going on with this shrinking away. Okay, what it's not you ready say the word not what it's not ready Not okay. This is what it's not. It's not I lose my salvation It's not I don't know you and I never did know you and now what that's not what he's talking about but what he is talking about is that Have you ever been in a situation where you've said something or done something? You've hurt someone in a way you wish you hadn't and the next time you see him It's kind of like you're looking at their shoes more than their face. You know what I mean? You're like, how's it going? Good and you're looking up every once in a while and you're kind of easing through this This is awkward and I'm sorry and right and and you're trying to walk through that Moment of rebuilding in the relationship That's what he's talking about here. Let's not be in that position When our king returns That's what he's saying Let's make sure that when jesus christ returns on that white horse with the millions upon millions and him in authority as king we're not like How's it going? I've been living life for me Those are nice shoes, right? Let's not be there. Let's be in the, you are what I've been waiting for. And this is an unbelievable expression of your authority. And I am so on fire for you getting what you deserve. And my king is here. Right? That's what he's talking about. Let's respond in the moment with our hearts already prepared for our appearing king. So that we don't shrink away looking at his shoes He says if you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him Trust me if you understand the character of god and you grasp the definition of his righteousness You will quickly grasp that those who are hanging with him Look more like him than those who don't In fact, it becomes pretty clear Who's really abiding with him and who isn't? He said, he is righteous, and you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Please hear this. Practices righteousness. This is not what it means. Everyone who looks polished on the outside. That's not what it's talking about. It's not, I got some actions in place so that when the people were looking, I was doing the right thing. Right? And, and, and everybody kind of looked and they went, ooh, he must be righteous. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about my heart is so centered on God getting the glory and my passion is so centered on knowing him and abiding with him and I'm spending time with him in ways I never have before and the stuff that I'm doing, I just almost can't stop doing it. I want to be about it and that's the practicing righteousness we're talking about. It's the all-in practicing of righteousness. It's heart, it's hands, it's lips, it's not the I did it because I Had to it's the I did it because I couldn't keep away from it. I want to practicing righteousness. Okay, those people are truly hanging out with the one who is righteous and he's changing them from one degree of glory to another second Corinthians three. What a great privilege we have to know him and to be shaped by him to establish relationship with him. It says that we have been born of him if that's what's going on. A new life, a new creation, adopted as a child in his family. What a privilege we have to know our Savior and to be changed by him day by day and moment by moment. Establish relationship. It's a big deal. Okay. Speaking of establishing relationships, here's a, here's a corny illustration, but so this past week, uh, Larry and I were talking about, hey, what do we do to uh, capture some of the life that's going on in the past few weeks around here with the pictures and the videos and the, what's the best way to do that? And we've got a website, but quite frankly, the website's kind of, it's locked into a certain look and feel and there's a formality to it and it looks great and it gets its job done, but we don't want to just start slugging pictures and videos at it. And so what do we do? And... So Thursday night, Larry ended up uh, spending a good chunk of time and launched uh the Facebook page for Harvest Bible Chapel Peoria. We have a Facebook page now, okay? It's official. 800 million people were there first. We figured it might be a trend, so we're headed there. Okay? So we got a Facebook page out, and we're excited about it. This is a great opportunity for us to be able to continue some of the community aspect of life. Just getting some pictures up there and some statements up there and some uh, excited summaries of what went on and some videos. And if you haven't been there, get there, okay? You definitely want to check it out. Uh, it's just at right, ready Here's the pathetic advertisement. Facebook.com slash Harvest Peoria. Just capital H, capital P, Harvest Peoria. That's how you get there, Okay. Uh, But it's a great opportunity to just see some of the pictures and some of the photos some of the video and just hear what's going on Let's celebrate community and let's establish Relationships now there we're talking about a very horizontal connecting people with people But we're also talking about challenging one another hearing from one another. What's god doing in your life? It's a great opportunity to see things on there to tag photos on there to make some statements about what god was doing in your life To like something to by the way like the page. Okay, don't just visit it if you like the page, you'll actually stay connected to it. Okay, so you'll get uh, future uh, statements and all that. Okay, there's enough advertising. <laughs> all right. By the way, in order to be an admin on it, yes, I also had to join Facebook. So 800 million in one apparently were on, and so I joined. So I'm now on Facebook this week and got on there, and uh, my wife swears I'm already addicted. It it was it's been a blast getting connected and connecting with people from years back and all that stuff. And it's been great. I just went in and kind of seeded some, you know, did some ad friends to seed it to get it going. And uh, seriously, this is a way for me to stay connected with the body. And it's it's a powerful tool. Uh, What does Facebook give you? You know, it, it gives you a lot of opportunity to connect with relationships. It gives you a chance to advertise some things coming up, to celebrate and share some history that's taken place, to hear that somebody's got a job. I mean, it's it's cool that you're catching things in the moment. So I'm excited to be doing that and being a part of that. If you want to add friend me, do that. I'll definitely accept. Okay, let's be a part of it. I'm excited to see this thing go and grow. We're going to use it to help build community. All right. So I want you to hear this now. You ready? Everybody hear this. Tools can be dangerous. Okay, so be careful about how it manages your time be careful about how you use it like my wife has my password She can check it anytime anywhere. I am it's nothing's hidden. Okay, it's not my private thing So let's be careful how we use things But it is a great way to celebrate what god's doing here and to be able to share some community to establish some relationship Horizontally and seriously what all we're saying is like hey, this is cool This has been great to see what's going on and to hear some things and okay. Think about this now we have a god who's ready to give peace and righteousness and love to transform you from one degree of glory to another to walk you through an experience you could never experience anywhere else ever would that be worth establishing relationship with i mean how much more than ad friend right Like, Let's make sure we're getting in there and we're establishing relationship with our God. Let's go after him. Let's make sure we're abiding with him. It's not just I I hear about him once a week on Sunday. It's Lord, may I truly walk with you, challenged to be honoring and glorifying you. May you be the center of my life. Amen? Let's establish relationship with him and run with him. And make sure he is truly the center of our confidence as we abide with him. All right? The first step in holiness, it's about knowing your God. All right? The second step. Second step. Set expectation. The Father loves you. Be purified through hope of future glory. Set expectations. The Father loves you. Be purified through hope of future glory. We'll start in chapter 3 verse 1 here. He says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. See what kind of love the Father has shown. Love. This is the others-oriented, self-sacrificial, absolutely lifting you up and honoring you in the midst opportunity. And who's doing it? The Father of the universe leaning into your life and mine saying i've got something for you that you can't get anywhere else i want to love you with all i have in fact i want to call you my child romans chapter 8 talks about us being adopted as children into his family we literally have the blessings of being the son and daughter of the king what does that make us what does that make us this is where you talk yeah what does that make us I don't know what you just said. What does that make us? It makes us his children, but it makes us his princes and his prince. Do you understand? We are literally in that royal family now. He's the king. We're the prince and the princess. You have the privilege of being in his royal family. Not because you earned it, but because he's giving it with all he's got. Notice it says that he is calling you children. And I love what John does here. He says, and so we are. He says, look, newsflash, you need to understand this. You're not just called that. You are that. Know this. If you trust in Christ, if you say, Lord, please forgive me and use your shed blood to replace what I owe. I can't get there on my own. And so I'm leaning on you. May you rock my world. May you be my God. I'm done with the sin. And I'm running after you if that's your heart's desire And you've brought that before him Newsflash You're not just called a child You are his child And so we are It's worth celebrating with everything we have Now he says here the reason why the world does not know us Is that it did not know him Beloved we are God's children now And what we will be has not yet appeared. He says, the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. And beloved, we are now God's children. You know, as I was reading through this this week, it just kind of struck me that we have a privilege of being called God's children. But more than that, the world isn't going to get it. You know, we have a chance to literally say, so this is something I wrote down on my Facebook page, by the way. Don't sweat being anonymous to the world when you are treasured by the divine. It's great being in God's family. That's what we need to be focusing on. Not what does the world think of me? Not like how popular am I or how much do they respect me? Do they get where I'm going with this thing and do they understand it? That's not the question. The question is, God, what do you want from me? God, what do you want accomplished? And how do you want me to walk this day? And who do you want me to talk with? And how do you want me to respond to this work event that is totally not fair? And what do you want me to take care of in your way and in your honor that you might be glorified? Whether the world gets it or not, I'm here to follow after you. That's our privilege. Beloved, we are God's children now. This isn't something that's going to happen eventually. This is something that happens the moment you trust in him. Now we are his children. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. I love this phrase. You know, we have a chance to be transformed. It's when we give our lives over to Christ. And as we trust in him, he begins to shape us and change us. We begin a path and a process. And it says that you will be, future tense, like him, for you shall see him as he is. We have a chance to be like Christ. And the progress that we go through, this sanctification process of changing to be more like him, it happens every day we abide with him. And the more that our eyes are focused on him, the more we're becoming like him. And the more we take our eyes off of him, Well, the more we tend to drift into our own selfish, self-absorbed sin struggle. And so as we wrestle with things and as we have our sticking point, like what's your sticking point? What's the sin you're wrestling with? Go ahead and think of it right now. What's the typical one or two things you're kind of like, man, I can't get over that hurdle. Okay. Here's what Scripture's telling us. Abiding with him is where the hope is. We're going to get to it in the third point. But let's make sure that we're spending our time with the one who calls us his child He gives us the hope of being able to be transformed To being like the one who will appear When do we become like him? When do we become like him? It says there this is where we talk again. When do we become like him? When he appears Okay, when he appears we shall be like him. So here's what it works like when jesus christ comes back at the rapture That's when we get like that's it all believers going up We're glorified bam in that moment in the twinkling of an eye Okay, or if we pass away before that time and we're in his presence bam like that's it You're with him in his presence. You are becoming like him right then and there That's the promise of eternal perfection with him this morning as we were singing these songs and especially the last song the great I am I mean that song just rips me every time. I love that song the great. I am and as we're going through that song I'm thinking imagine if this entire place was perfection And then we were singing that song how much more there'd be a purity of focus on him How much more in the midst of singing it? We wouldn't get through one phrase and all of a sudden our mind would drift and then we come back But we'd literally be completely focused on him all about you lord. You are the great. I am That's the worship that we're going to be able to experience with him For all eternity Notice it says after it because we shall see him as he is and everyone who thus hopes In him purifies himself as he is pure Everyone who thus hopes do you talk that way? Everyone who thus hopes That's the way the Greek was. That's why they wrote it that way in the ESV, okay? Everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. The hope that you have in him that he will be doing that work on a steady progressive basis and guarantees you absolute perfection with him for all eternity. That hope that we have a future with him that will be an unparalleled, unmatched, absolutely glorious time with him. That hope purifies How does it purify? I got to be honest. I wrestled with it this week and I prayed for a while and reading some things. And like, how does purification work with hope? And this is the best answer I can come up with. As you hope for something. And remember, we talk about hope. Biblical hope. It's not, I hope that happens. Right? That's America. We totally trashed the word hope. The word hope means with this absolute confidence and assurance. As I hope in him, I have confidence in him. As we have that, our eyes are riveted on him. You rivet your eyes where your hope is. Did you know that? And as you hope in him, you lock eyes on him. You watch him. You look for him. You lean towards him. You abide in him. And oh, look, you're being purified. See what's going on? A true biblical hope is absolutely a part of the abiding with him. And that's what begins to transform us as we just stand in his glory, pouring over us, nothing blocking. That's the purifying hope, hope, expectation, desire. It brings an excitement, doesn't it? So uh, this past week we were we were at the uh, Morton homecoming game. How many of you were at that game? OK, how many were at the Pekin game? All right, we got one who's willing to admit it. 17-16, peak and one. So I'll just throw that little advertisement out for you. Nodding heads. Yeah, it was a miracle, but it's okay. It was good. It was a good game. So we're at the Morton homecoming game, and uh, the lights went out. Like the power grid for that area went down, and it was completely black. And so everybody's standing there, and of course, people turning on their phones, and the, you see the cell lights going back and forth, right, whatever. So people are trying to have fun in the dark, and it was like 20, 25 minutes of in the dark while we're waiting for this to happen, and a lot of people decided they'd leave, and they, they missed out. It was a great game, but I'm telling you, all of a sudden, the lights across the street, that grid went on, and you saw the lights in the homes go on, and you heard the buzz. Like people were going, ooh, hang on, look over there. And you could just hear it kind of stirring and everything's kind of getting a little bit louder you know and then the lights on the school kind of went on and the outside lights went on and people are like oh it's coming man we're gonna get some lights and you're still standing in kind of black out in the field you know and then all of a sudden the field lights start flickering they're the kind that take a while to come on you know so you get the from one or two of them and people are like whoo and they start applauding yeah we're gonna have some lights out here right i don't electricity shouldn't be that big of a deal but We're standing in the dark here hoping for the game. People start applauding a little bit. And then some more lights come on and some more lights come on. And the whole place is lit up. Everybody starts cheering and applauding. The football teams are lining up. Everybody's, I mean, the excitement of getting that game on. was the lights came up. That's exactly what we should be experiencing every day as we're running with Christ. The lights coming on in your life as you recognize something new and you see what to let go of, as you're grabbing onto something else and the Holy Spirit is just convicting you and you're letting go of something and you're seeing some change and like you're different now than you were yesterday and you're getting this thing and God's moving in you and, and you're getting excited. You know what I'm talking about? It just starts building as you see more and more of him. As there's more light turned on, you're more excited. And there's more expectation. And there's more life change. Look, if we're going to be holy, our challenge is this. Set the expectations. It's his work. It's his glory. It's him working in me. Lord, I'm ready to see your light. Just show me what I need to be letting go of and where I need to be running with you. And may I grasp you. May I be glorifying you in all I do. Amen? That's what holiness can look like. An excitement to holiness and what it can look like. Here's my question So, what are you hoping in? Where's your expectation? Is it in the business or the, the material things you could own, the cash account and the size of it, or a degree in getting it done? Where's your hope placed right now? If it's placed in anything but Christ, I'm just telling you this it's temporary, it's fleeting. It will fail you at some point. Put your hope in Jesus Christ and him alone. It is a purifying hope. It is an unbelievably life-changing hope. You will have a glory in you that you never could go after alone. Hope in him. Set down the temporary. Grab the eternal. Set our expectations. All right? So first, it's establishing relationship. Second, it's like, Lord, I'm expecting some things here. I'm looking for the lights to come on and let's go after this thing and show me what you got. Third, break the sin habits. The son appeared to destroy evil. Be transformed through his work in you. Break sin habits. The son appeared to destroy evil. Be transformed through his work in you. All right, here we go. Starting in verse four. He says, "Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness." Now, some of you probably have a translation that just says, "Everyone who sins." Okay, and just so you know, the um, tense of that verb is in a it's in a condition that says basically it's an ongoing and continuous. All right, which is why when you look at the ESV, it says practices sinning. Okay, if they're in the practice of sinning they're continuing in this This is a regular habitual thing that they would prefer to be in i prefer to go after that which is not about god's character. Okay, that's what's meant there So everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness sin is lawlessness In other words, it violates god's character god's law. Okay, you know That he appeared to take away sins and in him is no sin we have an amazing king Who is absolutely perfect And he came to this earth clothed in humanity And yet remained sinless And his name is Jesus Christ Why do we worship him? It's not just some guy some guy we chose Why do we worship him? The God of the universe Clothed in humanity Sacrificing for you and me And his goal To destroy The evil works to destroy it says that we literally have the privilege of knowing him you know that he appeared to take away sins and in him there is no sin no one who abides in him keeps on sinning are you hearing it the abide in him you can know him and it can change you keeps on sinning it basically means this you have some stuff that you're stuck on and you have some things that are are, are. You know what this sin has got the better of me and I can't get rid of it And well, i'm telling you there's one fix and one fix only you start abiding with him Now unfortunately most of the time. This is what we teach. There's one fix and one fix only Don't do it Right, and so we say put off and put on and it's not unbiblical. You see it in ephesians 4 knock it off start doing this Right. Well, usually, usually the problem isn't that we know what it should look like. Usually the problem is we don't know how to address what's broken inside. So while that's a helpful reminder, knock it off. Right. The reality is we actually need a little more help. Like what's going wrong and what needs to be let go of. And I'm telling you, that insight comes through his word and through time with him alone. It comes through abiding with him and as you grasp the significance of his word and the power of his word as you grasp his insight to your life Did you know that holy spirit teaches us? He convicts us of sin and righteousness and judgment if you want the change It's abiding in him that brings it not muscling it. Why so much struggle? Why does legalism fail because the strength of legalism is you and me? And while we look strong to ourselves, we're not very strong in comparison to God. Amen? The strength of legalism is nothing more than humanism. May we set it down and run hard after our Almighty. Abiding in Him. Listening to Him. Letting His Word challenge us. Helping us to let go of what we need to let go of. Run hard after what we need to run hard after. God, change me. We're going to talk about this a little more so let's just keep moving he says no one who keeps on sinning Has either has either seen him or known him If you don't have some glorifying path going on in your life You probably don't know the one who is all glory If you don't have an adjustment towards righteousness going on in your life You probably don't know the one who is righteous Okay, that's what he's saying. Now be careful. This is a practice of, and so there's a duration of time. Let's not beat ourselves up with the momentary elements that we're struggling with. We also told in 1 John 1, if you say you're without sin, well, you're a liar. Okay, so there is progress and we're always going to have some struggle within us that we're trying to let go of But being stuck on one element and then more and more of that element And we just kind of trail off this way instead of headed that way And we really don't even care that we're doing that watch out Do you really know the one who's righteousness? If it doesn't break your heart That you're running against him That's his challenge John likes living in the black and white. And uh, we recognize that there are definitely struggles that need help to be walked through. The scriptures and the Holy Spirit giving us unbelievable insight of what to let go of. I'm telling you, this is a little advertisement for uh, Steve McGinnis and some of our counseling things we do here. But being stuck in sin and needing to let go of it often takes the insight of somebody from the outside, some time in the word and seeing his word lighting up what we're where we need to go all right and if you ever need that let us know talk to your small group leader talk to steve talk to myself let's get you that help where you're headed through the word and abiding with him seeing some victory the lights are coming on so that you can be celebrating what god's doing in your life all right notice he says whoever practices righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous We have a god who is righteous and if we've got it going inside and out, we must know him Whoever makes a practice of sinning Well, he's of the devil Like if your life is made up of just running after self doing whatever you want Not caring about god busting down god's walls and doing it your way Well You're not of god That's his challenge flat out He says for the devil has been sinning from the beginning The reason the Son of God has appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Let's work with him, not run against him. Let's make sure that his efforts and our efforts are seen running in the same direction. No one bored of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit takes up residence within you. He's changing you. He's shaping you he's teaching you he's convicting you He's showing you himself and he's letting you bask in his glory in ways you may never have ever experienced before Let him change your life watch god work Notice he says he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of god Have you ever been in the midst of a sin struggle? And you're just feeling miserable, miserable about it. You got that shame thing going on. You're like, I can't believe I keep dropping on this one. Have you ever been there? All right, you're going to need to nod your head or I feel alone up here. Have you ever been there? Yeah, like this This is a normal human situation we get into where we're going along and we get stuck in that situation of this is as far as I've been in God's glory and I'm kind of trapped here and I just sort of keep falling down here and what breaks me through a little bit more eyes on him a little bit less eyes on us lord please forgive me for that and i'm going to keep my eyes fixed on you and show me what i need to let go of what's the source of me holding on to that teach me from your word let somebody have a great suggestion to my life i'm ready to hear it it needs to go are you hearing the willingness like you're offering yourself before Him, saying it's going to go let's break through this wall may we have victory as we run after you The power of his word and the sufficiency of his word. Have you noticed how I keep saying the word, the word, the word? I'm telling you, all too often we get home and we're like, well, I think. Really? Aren't you stuck in sin too? (laughs) Let's look at what the word says. Let's look at God's thoughts. Let's look at the all righteous beings thoughts on this situation. And let's go there. All right? Clear enough? All right. So what does he say at the end? No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. John's summarizing. He's like, hey, let's just summarize here. The one who keeps running after himself, 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 not knowing God. The one who's running after god almighty Now he's letting god change him. That's the relationship we're talking about May he impact you All right. I got to tell you That can be clear as mud Like that's really nice. I appreciate it Now i'm going to go home and i'm going to try to tackle this sin of mine and I don't know what to do with it and So let me just throw these out four steps to practicing righteousness four steps to practicing righteousness number one Well, you've heard me say it a bunch before The word would be breathe But I'm going to say it differently today Gasp Okay Picture yourself going underwater And trying to hold your breath And it's been 10 seconds And 20 And 30 And 40 And 45 And 50 And 55 Can you remember the burning sensation in your lungs As you need the oxygen And when you come up You don't go like this (sighs) Right You come up gasping, right? That's where you need to be. When we're talking about breathing, we're talking about gasping for breath. Now let's refresh what breathing means, all right? The intake, it's like, God, I just need to know more about you. I just want to celebrate your personality and your character. I want to know more of you. Please let me take more of you in and the promises of you. It's all about you. That's what's coming in. What's going out? Please forgive me for all the stuff that I've run away on. The me in the world. The things I need to let go of. Forgive me for and be specific. Let it go. The deep gasping is an amazing depth of... Staring at his word to you grasp who he is sucking it in with all you've got and then blowing out the I'm not running with you lord. Help me to let go of that I want this done in my life today. Nothing more of that lord. I'm handing it over to you gasp with all you've got That's where we start practicing righteousness A strong passionate desire for him abiding with him. Have we heard that before? Okay, let's keep bringing it together gasp Second step, crave. It's a hunger term. It'll hit the 11 o'clock service way worse. (laughs) Right? Crave. This is like, I need to have this. There is, I'm telling you, the best way to launch this is with thanksgiving. The best way to launch the craving is with, Lord, just thank you that you've offered this up. Thank you that you're doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you keep saying thank you, you will not complain. You can't because the other words are on your mouth keep thanking him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The grumbling and complaining go when we replace them with Thanksgiving. And the more we replace them and we thank him, the more we begin to love what he loves and hate what he hates. That's what it's all about. Craving, love what he loves, hate what he hates. You don't get there by going, I should do that. See, that's the same thing as just saying, put off, put on, or, or knock it off or, or, It doesn't just happen because you said it you're going to have to start some habits that bring it on Okay. Thank you. 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 Right? If your life is that i'm telling you you will begin to love what he loves And hate what he hates you're going to see where he's working and see where he's not working and you're going to be like Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? You're like walking away from the things that you can't thank. Like that's not where you are, God. And that's not where you're working. And I'm done with that. And thank you. Thank you. And love what he loves. Hate what he hates. Crave that. So gasping, craving, third, offer. You're going to have to offer yourself up. The key word here is a three-letter word is the word let. Okay, Colossians 3 talks about let the word of God richly dwell. Let the peace of Christ rule. Let. Let. It looks like this. You're taking your hands and you're holding them out. Go ahead and do it with me. Just take your hands and hold them up. Palms up. Like I'm letting you, Lord, take over. Like I'm physically doing it. I'm telling you when you pray, when you're talking, it's not wrong to take a posture that says, may it reflect where I'm at i'm letting you have me now right lord take over you've got me colossians 3 is a great challenge there humility is all that's going to do this uh i've got it that's the only time you don't say let okay i got it and pride's at the center of that humility Lord, you're greater than me and you've got it together and I'm not earning you and I have nothing but thanksgiving for you and Lord take over I'm going to let You rule in my life Show me what needs to go And it's gone Offering yourself to him And then the last one is cooperate So gasp crave offer and cooperate This is the effort part part now. This is where we're going to put it together it's not, I'm going to do it alone. I'm forging the territory by myself, right? And you're like walking into 60 mile an hour winds. And like that's not what it is. When God's working and we're running with him, it's nothing but cooperation. I pulled this off the Harvest Bible Chapel Fellowship website. They said, true life change calls for full cooperation with God's desire. Full cooperation, not partial but full how come I keep getting stuck here? I've got some victory, but not all not full cooperation How come i'm not breaking through this and i've been stuck here for a long time and not full cooperation How come I don't get what I need to be going after and you're not abiding with him and Checking the word for what the source of that problem is and going after it and saying lord It needs to change that you might be glorified That's it That's what it looks like four steps gasping craving offering and cooperating lord may your word be used to light up where i need to head and as i see the light i'm going to get more hope and more expectation and more fire look there's one thing i could pray for you this is my prayer for each and every one of us first of all may we establish a relationship with him if you have not trusted in jesus christ as your savior now is the time it's right now Like, Lord, you've got me. Take me. I'm ready to listen to you. I'm ready to run with you. Please forgive me and use your shed blood to replace what I owe. I'm done earning it. You are my king. I'm done running for me. I'm running for you. Hand it over. Establish relationship. The next step, it's a big one. Start setting expectations. Hope in him. And then start breaking down the sin habits and going after it. You know, this past week, I was out with a couple different people. Uh, A couple of the guys had been saved just recently, and one of the guys just kind of coming back to Christ. Every one of them had the same statement going on, and this is what it was. Dude, I'm like giving up everything that I used to do, and I have no idea why. Like, I'm done with... Drinking and i'm done with the sex and i'm done with the drugs and i'm done with and i'm done with and i'm done with And the list just, and each of these guys the same story and i each of them I looked at them, I'm like tell me what you're doing Why is that and they said I don't know like there's absolutely no joy in it It's completely not where god would want I me and i'm done with that if god's done this for me, then i'm all in with him I'm, just done In fact, I used to lean on this before to make me feel good and I already feel pretty good I said, okay, now I ask you a tough question. So why are we doing this? Is it to feel good? What's the reason we're doing it? And you get the kind of blank stare, and I said, okay, let me give you the answer. It's a thank you offering back to him. That's what it's about. You've done that for me, God. You gave all of your, your, you gave your life for me. You gave your throne for, you came down to, and I was walking away from you thank you lord you've got my attention are you hearing it running after him with thanksgiving is so freeing and i'm watching these guys tear up and the one guy i was talking to specifically just looked at me saying it's just mind-blowing how different i am and and it was one decision that changed everything that's where we can be with our god as we practice righteousness, as we be holy. Oh, please don't run out of here trying to be legalistic. I'm just going to make myself do a few things more good so I look better to the people around me and checklist the... Oh, don't do that. What a waste of our time. Let's get on fire for Jesus Christ. Let's abide with him. Let's have him literally change you so you're more on fire. And then Facebook it No. And let us get so pumped up with what's going on in each other's lives. And let's talk about what God's doing. And let's let this place become a worship celebration for Him. Amen? Amen. That's the church. And nothing short of that. That's the church. And we better be that. Authentic community. On fire for Jesus Christ to be worshipped as we glorify Him. Yeah, and that's God's word. That's why we applaud. Lord, you've got our attention. We're going out to give you our all. Go after the four things. Let's see what he does in your life. Let this word and time with him rock your world. Let's pray.